Welcome to another episode of the Ladies That UX podcast. I'm Mariana Ozaki, Regional Director for EMEA at Ladies That UX and Chapter Lead at Ladies That UX Milan. And I'm Fiona McNeil, Chapter Leader at Ladies That UX Brighton. Today, we're going to meet with Anshul Jivrajka. Anshul is a senior UX researcher based in Canberra, Australia, currently working at Canva, working on the enterprise markets, conducting research on how users manage software and their teams and also APAC director at Ladies That UX. Growing up in four countries has made her very observant about people's behavior and comfortable with ambiguity at a very young age. She enjoys connecting the dots between cultures and decodes the patterns and trends. So let's meet her, shall we? This episode was sponsored by DeployMe, recruiters specialized in UX designers. Welcome to the latest AdWX in English podcast, a friendly, welcome and collaborative organization of intelligent and curious women who push UX borders, develop skills and promote talent by supporting each other. And so welcome to our podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here today. I would like to start from the beginning. How did you decide you wanted to become a UX researcher? Thank you so much. It's a great honor to be here. So you asked how I decided to become a UX researcher. I didn't plan to become a UX researcher. Rather, I stumbled upon it organically. So I've always been a people nerd, interested in listening to stories about people's lives and learning about different ways of being. I actually started my career in fashion design, but then sort of transitioned into research quite early on and started to apply those skills into real world product and business questions. UX research sort of provided that perfect blend. I could connect the dots between people, culture and technology to solve tangible business problems. Fellow people nerd here, love it. So in the introduction, we heard that you grew up in four countries. That's pretty unique. How has that multicultural experience influenced your approach to understanding people's behavior in your work? Oh, that's a great question. So I grew up in four countries across nine cities in Indonesia, India, US and Australia. And it's indeed been a unique and enriching experience. It has made me quite culturally fluid and influenced my perspective perspective on how I see humans and human behavior. One key aspect is that it has made me look deeper in my work encouraging me to go beyond like surface level observations and really understanding the nuances of different cultural contexts also widen my perspective quite significantly. I'm approaching user research always with an open mind now. I think by nature, I also have the ability to connect with users quite easily. And this is really just helpful when I'm conducting user research as well. That's amazing. Can you share more about your journey from being a graduate teaching assistant at Parsons School of Design to your current role as a senior UX researcher at Canva? My journey actually began in fashion design, but I quickly realized it was not the right fit for me. I was always interested in, though in researching consumer behavior and cultural trends that drove the fashion trends. And at Parsons, when I was doing my master's degree, I was exploring design and culture from a more academic standpoint. And that's when I fell in love with the process of uncovering insights. After that, I started off working in consumer trends and insights space in an agency in New York. And I got really curious about applying research skills into real world product and business questions. And that's what led me to UX research, where I could apply research insights to solve tangible business problems. And I first started 
started to work as a UX researcher at a product company back in 2019. This is when I moved to Australia. I worked for Zero, which is an accounting software where I was researching the behaviors and mindsets of small businesses and accountants and like their financial needs. Fast forward to 2023, last year I wanted to deepen my research skills further and work for a product that touches the heart of like many people like Canva and that's when I moved here. And as a senior design researcher at Canva, what are some of the most exciting projects or challenges you've encountered? Interesting question. So in my role at Canva, I'm diving into the exciting realm of improving experiences for teams and enterprises, something that's really booming for Canva right now. With the surge of like AI and shift in hybrid work, more companies are jumping on the Canva train in the workplace. So I've been working on some really interesting projects that are aimed at simplifying how companies are managing and setting up Canva at scale and understanding the intricacies of the enterprise world and getting into the minds of these chief information officers and people who manage software has been quite exciting. Amazing. I'm super curious to know more about your work at Canva. So could you share a specific instance where your research had a significant impact on a design decision or product development at Canva? Yeah, so Canva is interesting where it's very collaborative in its product development approach. I find myself working with my stakeholders, which is like the product managers and product designers all the time. So they're often involved in the research all along from planning to conducting interviews to delivery. But one standout instance I can think of is I did some in-depth research on the needs of large enterprises and how they streamline applications usage in their org. And this deep dive significantly shaped our goals for 2024. And you know, was referenced quite a bit by product leaders and in our strategy documents. So I think that was quite a win from a research perspective and how it shaped not just design, but also product strategy. That's super interesting. Thanks for sharing, Anshul. And you've had a really diverse career, as you've explained, from freelancing to working in different countries. How has your role evolved from being a design researcher to a senior UX researcher? And what advice do you have for professionals navigating navigating similar transitions. So I'll talk a little bit about like sort of that transition into the senior role. I think a senior role involves more involvement in strategic decision making, more collaboration with stakeholders and influencing product decision. So it's not just about understanding user needs anymore and delivering that. It involves aligning research insights with broader company goals. So my advice to anyone, you know, sort of seeking to be in a more senior role is go look for opportunities beyond the context of your work. So your project specifically collaborate with other teams more, learn about their space and see how you can connect the dots with yours and also hone in on your like strategic business thinking skills. I think that's super important as you start to become more senior. That's great. Could you share with us an overview of the design scenario in APEC? What are the current trends now? What an interesting question. I think in my opinion, there's a great growth in the design scene in APEC and companies are investing more for teams to become more design-led than 
engineering led, which is what it's been in the past. I also think there is an emphasis on mobile first in APAC, which is generally based on how many people use mobile screens over computer screens. And for designers, it involves creating intuitive experiences that are easy to navigate on smaller screens. Thank you. What advice would you give to someone who would like to become a UX researcher? I think my biggest piece of advice would be be curious and embrace diverse experiences. It will help you build a deeper understanding of user behavior and needs and also the way you speak with your stakeholders. Great advice. We know you've been part of the Ladies at UX Melbourne. What made you decide to be part of the Ladies at UX community? One of my core values or something that I live by is being a cheerleader for people and helping them thrive and grow. I find a lot of joy in that. And also I'm particularly passionate about empowering women and joining Ladies That UX became sort of a perfect avenue for me to contribute to the growth of women in the field of UX and empower them to thrive. I think those values are something we can all resonate with on this call. Ladies That UX is ace. Could you share with us about the last event you've hosted at Ladies That UX Melbourne? Yeah, no, that was a really interesting event. So in back in November, we hosted a workshop, which was an I Am Remarkable workshop to learn about the importance of self-promotion in your personal and professional life. And we had two facilitators who came in and, you know, talked to us about how to self-promote, but also how to reframe that experience altogether. And I found it quite fascinating, especially learning about how you reframe the way you think about promotion, especially early on in your career or even when you start to do good work. It gets really hard to think about when it's promotion and when it's exaggeration. And I found that workshop to be quite useful for me to reframe the way I thought about the work I did. That's great. You are also an APEC director at Ladies at UX for a few months now. Could you tell us more about the chapters in your region and what are the challenges there? Yeah, it's been an exciting role trying to understand the APEC region more as well. So we've got chapters scattered all over the place from like Tokyo to Taipei, all the way to Bangalore, as well as Melbourne. UX is taking off in these regions and there's also massive potential for more ladies that UX chapters to open up. However, there's also a fair share of challenges specific to the cities and the regions. Take Bangalore, for instance, there's a buzzing UX community there. However, organizing in-person events after work is a challenge for our organizers, particularly because people have to navigate through chaotic traffic and transportation challenges, which might not be the case in other cities. Often, the chapter leads there have to either host events on the weekends or conduct them remotely, which, you know, has its own challenges. What are your expectations for design in the APAC region in 2024, Angel? Oh, there's so much. <laughs> I am keen to see more companies try different models where, you know, there's more design-led as opposed to engineering-led. We've seen that happen, you know, for example, with Airbnb in the States. And I want to see more like APAC companies do that as well. And I think this is a worldwide theme, but, you know, in this economy, with all the layoffs happening across the world,
world. Designers, I think, also need to become business strategists where they can marry design finesse with user needs, but also with business acumen. And I hope to see more designers do that as we move on. We are nearing the end of our episode. Would you like to give a message to the people who are listening to us? All I would say is that UX is as diverse as the experiences we design. So just stay curious, keep learning, keep evolving. A great message to bring us to a close. So if someone listening wants to get in touch with you, how can they find you? Yeah, great question. You can find me on LinkedIn, just Anshul Jivrachka, or if you want to have a chat, I'm also on ADP list, so you can book in a time with me. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been amazing hearing about your career journey and everything you've done, Anshul. Thank you so much for listening. We ended our chat today with Anshul Jivrajka, an amazing lady, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you have suggestions, questions, or contributions, please contact us on the website ladiesthatux.com. This episode was produced by Ladies That UX, edited by Luciana Baraska, and sponsored by DeployMe, recruiters specialized in UX designers.